Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I am fine. <laughs> just, you don't sound convinced, Dave. Just fine, just all right. What about you? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Thank you. I feel quite good. I'm um, enjoying being back in the gym. I'm, um, yeah, you've got that, yeah, been, got that going on, haven't you? Yeah, so that's making me feel good. But you're still doing your rowing. How's that all going? Yeah, all good. No complaints. I've been doing some a bit more, though this week is a little break break for me because I've uh, I've got some family coming to visit. So um, so that'll be nice. And I'm going to my first event, my first work event in uh, whatever it is, 16, 17 months. Um, the opening of for? the opening of a uh, of a new menu at a bar in Paddington. Oh, nice. Smith's Bar and Grill. Um, so, yeah, so uh, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Like, like things are happening. You know, I haven't had many family come to visit me since um, since the beginning of it all. Uh, so it's quite nice to just uh, feel a little bit like, once again, things are slowly but steadily getting there. Yeah, and I think events are slowly, I'm starting to see more and more are happening. So that's all good news. And it's... Uh, just a good indication that uh, we're getting we're getting a bit of normal back. Just I want that goodie bag, Bob. That's all I want—a oh, little goodie bag. Yeah, we love a goodie bag. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. After when you get in your Adelaide, you think, right, what we got? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's been a long time, um, but yeah, there's there's quite a lot of uh, exciting things coming up. And they're, they're, and I uh, I got the thing the other day about the NTAs um, uh, are back, that which are happening in September. So that'll be quite exciting. Yeah, it's going to be, because obviously it's always been January, isn't it? Yeah, it's always been a proper, like, post-Christmas, quite often the first, like, night that the TV industry all comes together, isn't it? Um, yeah, but I've stood, like, when that Red Cox, it's such a long one, because that's, like, I'd say, one of, bar the BAFTAs, our biggest one in the UK, that's our mm. biggest event, and always the best night, but it's such a long red carpet. I've seen it, like, I'm sure the very last one, which would have been, I think it's probably my last event. I think it was 2020. It was there was even snow at one point, or was that 2019? And then you get halfway up, and then it's rain and sleet because obviously <laughs> you're right on the Thames. But it's going to be, um, yeah, a very different feeling, I guess, being September. But amazing that it's it's going ahead because it is such a good night. All things TV, all all the familiar faces, and um, I wonder if the next one will be January because that'll be such a close. I mean, I'm here for it, but it's been <laughs> just a few months turnaround. I would have thought they'd probably do it probably like later in the spring, maybe, and then get into that pattern again. But I don't know. They maybe a... slowly start pushing it back. Yeah, because it would be funny to do it, you know, four months after the one in September. I mean, that just wouldn't make any sense, would there? There wouldn't have been enough new TV on to to celebrate, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that that sort of thing remains to be seen. But it could be the first red carpet I've worked in many years. So we'll, maybe I'll see you there, Bob. Like, <laughs> Bobby, 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 <laughs> you just ignore me. Walk straight past me. Um, I wouldn't do that, Stephen, folks. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And I think um, like, like um, kind of like we said last week with, with the return of Strictly, slowly, slowly but surely uh, the showbiz world is, is coming back to normal. I don't know if you saw, uh, finally, we, well, we we I know when we spoke we got uh probably about half the lineup didn't we of uh, of strictly last time um but now we've got the full lineup um and it and it looks pretty good to me I have to say pretty pretty stellar year I think a really strong lineup I'm really really excited yeah they've 
confirmed that I think it was the last six celebs mm. taking part. And um, I just think what what a great mix of celebs doing it this year. Yeah, I'm Are very you looking much... forward to it. You like any predictions? I mean, I know they haven't even put their tap shows on yet. Yeah. Uh, they haven't even stood under a spotlight. Um, but I think I think Tom Fletcher is probably. I know we discussed mm. him last week from McFly. He's um, he's probably going to do pretty well. Um, I'm really here for Judy Love, uh, oh, yes, comedian and loose woman uh, panelist who I, who I am just mildly obsessed with. I think she's hilarious, and also Adam Peaty, the Olympian, who is extremely attractive, uh, gold medal winning swimmer um so you know he's got a bod on him um yeah, so, I wonder if they'd be doing some of the dances where they you know the one just shirt off and done or just fully undone argentinian tango style just very oh, like open perfect. it's what you want on a saturday night chicken bowl in your hand <laughs> oh lovely <laughs> on the rose rose wine yeah he'll have the coyle out Oh yeah, I'll never never, <laughs> never need an excuse for that. Um, yeah, so I think there's and who else have we got? Oh, we had Tilly Ramsey. Tilly Ramsey, just... yeah, Golden Ramsey's daughter. Yeah, interesting. I think they've they're quite keen uh, as they've shown the last few years to get in sort of um, people that younger people might know, possibly um, you know YouTubers and uh, influencers, inf- Instagram influencers. Saffron Barker, I know they had a few years ago. Um, so yeah, there's uh, Tilly Ramsey. Um, Zainab, Adam, I used to be on EastEnders. Yeah, Zainab. Yeah, love her. Um, Nina. And, um, Nina Wadia and Greg Wise, who I thought was quite a... I was a bit like, I know that face, where's he from? And it's, he's Emma Thompson's husband. And I was like, wow. So he's actually an actor uh, and a screenwriter in his own right. Um, and he's doing it in memory of his sister, who, was, who um, unfortunately passed away and was obsessed with the show. Um, so he wants to do it kind of in her memory, which I think is a really lovely reason to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I just think it, it's going to be. And as you've just touched upon, I definitely think the bookers are casting the net wider. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a good thing, kind of just opening it up. Maybe five, ten years ago, celebs was more of a, an age group that the parents would know more than the children. Yeah. But I think by bringing in YouTubers and influencers and, um, and even just younger contestants, it just mm. makes it a more broad show. So uh, I, I think we're going to be talking about it a lot. Yeah, I, I hope so. And um, yeah, there has been a little bit of drama, though. I don't know if you've seen, because um, obviously uh, Katie McGlynn, the soap actress, who is rumoured to have had maybe a brief, brief thing with, with Giovanni, who's, who we've had on the show before, um, is uh, that the, the um, producers are apparently hoping to pair them up together, um, <laughs> which I think would cause some uh, serious, serious drama if they did. Um, obviously, Giovanni's fairly well, he's a bit of a serial data, but he's currently uh, with Mora, isn't he, from, uh, from Love sure, Island, yeah. Mora Higgins. Um, and I can't imagine that she would be too pleased to think that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? I, I certainly think if the if the production team are thinking press wise headlines, um, I definitely think it would be something people will kind of tune in and want to see. Um, but like you say, I can't imagine Mora is probably going to love it if, if they did date, which I know was rumored allegedly um, a few years ago, but. Um, I mean, we're talking about it now already. And, and it hasn't even started. So can you imagine as that kind of progresses? But um, I think they're probably, I mean, they're still 
relatively how long they've been together now more and that but i think they're probably comfortable enough in their relationship that she can maybe be like that's his job and um it's difficult though with strictly isn't it because this cursing just circles around and around and you can't yeah. really like avoid it can you so and that's people that sometimes have never met each other let alone <laughs> maybe allegedly dated yeah um, because it's quite a well, the celebs, they literally hand their diaries over, don't they? Like they spend so many hours a day training. And it's mm. it's one of them shows where you are literally up close and personal. Um, yeah, physically. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't physically be closer. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, no. yeah, I can't. Oh, I don't know. Bless her, I would feel for more of them. She'll be there every Saturday night. <laughs> She'll be there every rehearsal, I'm sure, in the, in the studios with them as well. She's not letting them out of her sight. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Um, there was actually something I wanted to bring up. Um, I know, I know, we're a little bit obsessed with. Um, well, okay, I'm a little bit obsessed with with J Lo and Ben Affleck. Um, I don't know if I read this uh, earlier on. She apparently uh, last weekend um, between Friday and Saturday, so I'm thinking she may have had a few wines. Decided to delete all of the pictures of A Rod, her, her her ex Alex Rodriguez, and then also um, uh, unfollow him. So, I mean, it's a statement, and it, it, when the unfollow happens. But do you think? Because I was, I was thinking about this. Do you think that it means that she's not over it? Because I think if you've got to like get rid of it all from your system and like, no, I can't look at that. I can't look what he's up to. Do you think that he's? She's not over it. I don't know. I mean, it's a. I always think it's a double, double-sided coin when it comes to, like the the, the photo thing aside. I think when you're looking at your your kind of your timeline. If you're going down it, I can get sometimes why people do want to delete photos if they've mm. been with with an ex. Um, maybe that sometimes people do that before they've even then moved on and have met someone, someone else. else. Yeah. Um, so, so that that I, I kind of get because a lot of people do the whole delete straight after a break, uh, breakup. That the photos, the unfollowers. I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? I, I kind of think it depends how you break up. Mm. Part of me thinks is it that you just don't want to see what they're doing when it comes up. But then if you've moved on and you're loving life and you're having a lovely old time with with an old flame, why are you bothered? Um, <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah. it's that as well. I think does it make you look bothered, or maybe not? Just even does it make you look? Are you a little bit bothered if you unfollow? Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I, I, I kind of think that, like, I kind of see my Instagram as, like, a diary. So I put things on my Instagram that I want to remember or, like, big events or something. Not well, not maybe the stories, but the on the actual grid. Um, so that, like, you know, this is a point in time. Something happened here. It was someone's birthday. I had a really good night. I really like what I was wearing. I don't know, something like that. Um, and... And I don't know, to delete stuff. But I think that's actually how a lot of younger kids use it these days, don't they? You know, Would you be more likely to delete the photos on the grid or unfollow the ex? Unfollow. But keep the photos. Yeah, I think I'd probably keep yeah. the photos. That's, that's my yeah, thoughts. I kind of get that. Yeah. Well, anyway. Interesting one. You know, with, with J-Lo and Ben Affleck, I could talk all night. But um, but we, we have our we. first guest here. We have, a, we have an exciting lineup today. We've got... Um, uh, psychic Sally Morgan, who's, who's been on the show before, very excited to speak to her. She's actually waiting to come in now. We also have Love Island's uh, Sharon Gafka, who um, is, is out of the villa now. And uh, we also have Jack Fowler, who was supposed to be on the show last week, um, but is now here this week. So we're finally getting to talk to him about one of his new music projects and everything. So um, let's get Sally in and see what's going on. Let's do it.
Hello. Hello, Sally. You are both. Hello, my darling. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I've missed you. Oh, I've missed you, and you're looking fantastic. So you're, you're still lifting weights, babe, aren't you? I can tell. <laughs> I am, I am. I, I'm, I'm loving gym life, Sal. I'm loving it. Well, it just it makes you feel alive, doesn't it? That's the thing. You can become addicted by it, doesn't it? Get all the endorphins going and everything. Mine have died. I don't. I don't possess an endorphin. <laughs> you look amazing. <laughs> I don't. Hello, Steve. How Hello, are you? Sally. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Have we met before? We have. I've actually been to your house, Sally. When? <laughs> a, a couple. It was many years ago. Now I came to interview you when I worked for Bella Magazine. Yep. Oh, so many years ago then, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Maybe, maybe three or four, maybe maybe about four. Yeah, maybe about four years. Oh, four. so you came to the to the, when I lived in the rectory? Yes, yes. Oh, it was, oh it was well. Lovely, lovely big place, wasn't it? Oh, we moved from there. It was just too big. So we've downsized. Well, how, how, how are things, Sally? How are things going? So basically, well, things are, are, are good considering what everyone has been through. Mm. And, you know, touch wood, fingers crossed, I haven't, and no, none of my family have had COVID, and we've all had the vaccines and do the, you know, double vaccines, which is also good. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it, life is good. I'm able to do Skype readings, Zoom, FaceTime, WhatsApp, you know, so people are, I'm having to do that at the moment because no theatre, just overnight, bang, gone. It's Dreadful. Okay. Are you finding, because I'm really interested, you know, and I've had readings with you before and um, I, 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 I love what you do. Have you found a lot of people during this last 18 months have been really wanting readings and kind of mm. opening up more to, to what you do? Well, re- yeah, they want, you see, they need reassurance that mm. things will be okay. It's very similar, very similar to... Um, you know, like December, January time, you know, throughout my, you know, professional career has always been business, bit busy because people want to know for the following year. And I mean, I mean, suppose really when you look at COVID, it's been a little bit busier than that, but just reassurance, hope, you know, possibilities. And of course, because my work is all to do with loss, isn't it really? When you think Mm -hmm. about it, um, just lost so many people. I mean, one particular woman, she sticks out in my mind, she's a lovely girl, and she lost her mum on Monday and her dad on the Wednesday. And her dad, the week before her mum passed, was fine. Nothing wrong with him. And the wife died on the Monday and he just literally went vump like that and died of COVID, both of them. It's just absolutely horrendous. So there hasn't been a reading... Uh, where someone close to the person that I'm speaking to hasn't died of COVID. It's horrendous. Scary, isn't it? But when you say it like that, you realise how many people have been touched or affected somehow by this pandemic. Just, I mean, it's really, really scary. And I think also, you know, I have also spoken to like people when I suppose you could say they're part of this conspiracy theory and people that that have uh you know this in their head that it doesn't exist and that it's exaggerated and that you know when you have a vaccination you're being vaccinated with a chip I mean it all can I say it but they really I've spoken to people that really believe that and you know it's not for me to change anyone's idea of what they believe in seriously Mm. it isn't my job 
but it, it's just it's scary quite it's, eye-opening for you i imagine to see all these different opinions oh, and all of that uh, com- completely completely and i think that for me with the work that i do it's made me look at how perhaps i judge people or how perhaps i shouldn't judge people or how perhaps you know i have to be more accepting of extremes it's really this pandemic i think in everyone has brought out um a, a different sort of wisdom we 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 have to look at so many things that perhaps we chose before not to look at in people's personalities absolutely yeah it's, it's been it's been a horrendous time with a gift like yours, I mean, obviously, thankfully, we, we don't go through pandemics like this at all in our lifetimes. But going through this with, with your gift, do you, do you find, in a way, is that a little bit more scarier for you than others? Because I guess when people are connecting to it and talking to you, do you get overwhelmed by that? No, I mean, I don't wish to sound clever or conceited in any way. I don't, I haven't been overwhelmed, but I think that it's, um, it, it's a bit like I. Um, it's almost as if not 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 physician heal thyself, but it's it's a bit like I've been looking at so many different people how how the pandemic has affected them has in a way helped me with my life, and I've been at right from the very beginning. Um, and I'm not an academic at all. What do I know about pandemics? You know, zero. But it really, I knew that it was going to be a five year phase. I've always known that, you know, we wouldn't get out of it in a hurry. When my booker was telling me when it just stopped last March like that, I was in a theatre, came home. He rang me very late, uh, like in the early hours of the morning saying, the th- you're not, you can't do your gig tomorrow. OK, he said it's going to be a fortnight. And I said, oh, it won't be a fortnight. I bet this is going to be like two months. No, no, no. Well, by the time we got to three months, it was like, this isn't we're not going back to work for two years mm-hmm. and that's and i've always said that um and i've always said that it's going to be a five-year phase for any sort of normality for people and i and i do think that you know it's going to be 20 years before uh, the professionals, the scientists, the academics will sit back and be able to tell us tell us exactly what happened, because I don't think I think everybody is still stunned by it all, don't you? I mean, I don't think I'm alone with that. But with yeah. my with my gift, as you put it, which is really a lovely compliment for me to hear that. But with my sort of knowings, um, it's like this isn't this isn't going away in a hurry. And really, the vaccination, this is what I feel with my ability, that the vaccine is the only way out. It's not my opinion. It's not my opinion, Sally Morgan's opinion. It's my work telling me that, that the vaccine is going to be our way out of this. And I think that within three years, people that were saying poo-hooing the vaccine, they're going to be touched by, affected by COVID, and they will have the vaccination. It's already Which happening, is sad. isn't it? You know, we're seeing a lot of mm. people who, you know, are, who are ending up in hospital having not been vaccinated or whatever, and then mm. they're begging, they're begging for the vaccine at that point. But it's too late, you know. Like, and it's and it's a really sad tale for the family and all that involved. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope I hope you're right. I mean, five years seems like a long time, but I imagine in that time it will get less of an impact. We'll get less, but I do think that we're, and and I think it's in a way this. I think they call it herding, where you. 
actually just have to live with it in a way i think they did that in sweden didn't they and or in some sort of scandinavian country and i think that we are coming to that now which is a bit scary but if we're all we can be responsible you know i i used to have to keep my mask on my wrist and wherever i went it was like everybody else it was on your mm-hmm. face now when i go out if i go into a restaurant or a shop first of all i put it on but then you feel safe and you can judge the room or you can judge people around you how sensible they're being do, mm-hmm. do, do you know what i mean and i think all of us it's don't you think it's woken up in all of us um actually germs and things like that can be yeah. quite dangerous yeah 100% 100% <laughs> yeah absolutely do, 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 you know, do you know what I mean I, I've got a, a girlfriend in Australia and whenever I go over to you know we're always together and about 18 years ago I'll never forget I I stay with her so I go on the on the, the transport with her like on the trams and things and she used to take baby wipes I used to say to her Lou what are you doing you know what are you doing <laughs> she, oh there are germs here Sally and I mean, well I mean she was, she right, was right, you know. <laughs> yeah. She was right. She was. was right. There's me bottle of anti back. Yeah. Well, I've got me little me little thing, you know, and I keep one in the car. And it's only me that drives my car. Yeah, every time I'm having <laughs> like this, you know, before I put, it's crazy, isn't it? But I, good, that's that's I was like an expert. I'd go into one shop. I was like, oh, that's the fishy one. Then there was a zambuca <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, well, this, this is it. And, you know, a lot of the places, I mean, the Ivy, they sell their anti-vac, you know, and it smells really nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like you, you go in there, it's like, mm, I want to buy this. It, you do, you're becoming connoisseurs of anti-vac. Absolutely. But it can help us. What what a what a different world we live in, boys. Eh? But, but you what must be excited world. because you are going to be back touring soon. Is that right? I'm just looking at my pad here. My first date back is at Horsham and it's the 15th of September. I cannot wait. Now, I'm under no illusion because I I do all the provinces and, you know, I'm not not in London, but it's the theatres and the Mm -hmm. venues there. And a lot of them are run by volunteers or the local council. So even though they're following government guidelines, they're all going to have different ways that they follow that. <laughs> I'm smiling because I, you know, I'm going to rock up at all these different theatres, and there's not going to be one that is the same as the other. Yeah. So, it's going to take a little while, I think, for people to perhaps get their confidence back. Lots of people want to come back. Lots of people want to see me on stage because of the positivity and the hope that the shows bring. Mm-hmm. But as I say to everyone, it's a bit like I feel as if. I'm saying to people, the shop's open. I've put the A-board outside. You know, we are open. Come along. Check it out yourself. And um, fingers crossed, you know, by the new year, because I'm, I'm back September, October, November. December, Panto's back. Thank goodness for that. Are you in Panto, Bobby? I'm not. Like, do you know, <laughs> I've never done Panto, but I would love to do it. My only problem is that I can't sing. Um, well, I don't think you have to. I think that's... <laughs> I think that's the whole point of Panto. I think with Panto, trust me, you haven't got to do anything well. It's all about just doing it and basically <laughs> showing up. yourself up. You're turning up and showing yourself up. But <laughs> I think that... that. Yeah, well, Panto, Panto, me too. Panto, I never do uh, December because of, of pantomime. And I never do the summer because my theatres they go what we call dark but i do in between so uh, when i finish at the end of november i'll be back again january february so 
and it'll be even yeah. better it'll be fingers even better it yeah. all stays open and we don't have any more closures and things like that that's that's the no how isn't it? it i never thought i'd ever have to sort of or i'd ever be sort of lumped together with perhaps the lovies because that you know I'm, <laughs> the last thing i am is a is a lovey i love theater and i love plays and i love musicals and things and always have done but you know us lovies darling we need we need the theaters open come along everybody do you know what i mean it's, it's like because it's not just it's not just me it's not just the talent on stage it's the lighting it's the sound it's the it's the person at the stage door you know it, it's usually a he he's they're, they're lovely you know the odd ones we've got the girls there as well but stage door and people that just open the theater up and the mice it's gonna go <laughs> theaters are gonna be full of mice finally there's about three sorry i was gonna say there are three theaters i do where mice run across, you know, people that are in their seats, their feet, they scream. It runs along, you know, it's, it's there one minute and gone the next. And it's a bit like, you know, what do they call that a Mexican wave? You know, they start, they go, ah! It's like this. Yeah. You're slowly watching them from the stage. They've What's had the to themselves, right, eight months. They've got to get used to having people back in the little mice now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they have. Well, don't worry. We're, you know, Sal's going to wake them up. Don't you worry about it. Well, what what are your sort of, you know, I know you mentioned the kind of five-year thing. What are your sort of predictions for the next couple of years outside of, of COVID? Do you have any sort of uh, thoughts about what's going to go on with the Royals? And yeah. Stuff? I know you're, you're oh, well yeah. connected. <laughs> well, I think that um, <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time, but there is going to be a huge, huge incident within the Royals. Okay. And I think that by next May, it's going to hit everybody, the whole can, royal family. Can you give us more? It's not a death. It's not a death. Okay. I mean, you know, our beautiful, beautiful queen who I love. I'm, I'm such a royalist, by the way. I'm a monarchist. And, you know, how can you not admire the queen? I mean, she's yeah, incredible, course. isn't she? She She has given her life to the country. But she is 95, Seriously. right? I mean, that's the thing. She's 95. And she's not, and there's, she ain't going nowhere. She is staying there until she is literally carried out. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that there's going to be a very, very big incident. I, mean, I think to call it a scandal isn't really enough. It, 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 it doesn't cover what it's going to be. It's is going to be a, huge. Something Prince Andrew related? or I think that I'm possibly, sure. yeah. I th- no, I think it is to do with him. Okay. Definitely to do with him. Okay, and and it's such a shame. It's such a shame that it's going to. Um, it's it's huge. It's, it's going to rock huge. the royal family. Do you think kind of thing? <gasps> yeah. Well, there will be people that are saying that they're already rocked by it. Mm. You know, but because at the end of the day, you know, it, his mother is is our queen. His siblings are. You're looking at our future king. You're looking at his nephew, a future king. Yeah. You are looking at a sister who is impeccable, like her mother, Princess yeah. Anne. I know that. There are a lot of the press, especially the old press, you know, the old school, that that wouldn't necessarily be fond of her. But actually, I really like the Princess Royal. I think Anne is a lovely person. And she goes about her business very quietly. And, you know, she's a patron of many, many charities. She does fantastic work. And Mm. she is like, everyone is going to be like, they're going to go down like that. Bang, bang, bang. 
Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's going to be an interesting one to watch. I guess I think everyone's watching what's going on with uh, with Prince Andrew quite closely, anyway, aren't they? But um, yeah, if there's any anything else that goes on, Just very very quickly because uh, we have another guest uh, ready to come in. But if, yeah. what about what about <laughs> Harry and Meghan? I know um, I know that. Uh, well, I think, yeah, and, and I've I'm always said it, I've probably said it to you, Bob, before uh, when we've spoken, but I've always said that they are they are together for life. And uh, because I'm only saying that because there are lots of people that have predicted that they, they won't be, but they I feel they will be. I think that, you know, he has basically screwed up his position within the royal family. Um, but uh, that's in a way going to be brushed aside because of his uncle. Right. Okay. Wow. But wow. they're together forever. Megan and Megan and Harry. He loves where he lives. You know, he's he's an ex. There's this side to him that he's an extrovert. She is. I mean, she's an actress for crying out loud. A really good one. We've all seen that. So do, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. They're in the right place. They're in LA. They're where they should be. Well, it's going to be very interesting to watch what goes on with the Royals and from all aspects. Sally, thank you so much for speaking to us, and good luck with the tour. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Thank so, you much, so much. Love you both. Love you. I've got a message you said to organise that reading. Oh, what? When, Bobby? When? The last time I tried to give him a reading... Yeah, he was in a restaurant. Much. You messaged me tonight. You better. Okay. <laughs> I love you both. Thank you. And to all your listeners on on, on Fobart. Thank you, Thank Sally. Thanks, Bye. Bye. <laughs> I want to be in that reading, Bob. I want to know what's going to happen with you. <laughs> oh, I love Sally Morgan. Maybe I'll, I'll tell you once I've uh, organised my reading. I do love her. Good love stuff. Love her psychic reading. What a great yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah, great chat. Let's um, let's get uh, Sharon. She's from Love Island. She's here. Let's get her in. Hello. Hi, Sharon. Hello, babe. Thanks for joining us this evening. It's great to Hi. chat with you. Thanks for having me. How is life treating you? Um, it's, you know what, actually? I was like, I thought it was, it was really calm. Um, not as busy as normal life. And then I went to the races on the weekend and yeah, that kind of like smacked me in the face a little bit. So, um, (laughs) in what way, in what way? Um, you know, I think it was a place where a lot of people were and, um, you know, people were in a good mood, taking lots of pictures. And as soon as you see somebody that you have seen on TV, everybody wants a photo of you. So, you know, because I'm from a small town, it's only ever really, I only ever really remember that I was on a really big show when I'm in London. Right. Um, but then that was, yeah, a completely different level. <laughs> How have you found everything? So I'm guessing until, once you leave the film, it's not until you get to, guessing the airport, that when people have obviously been fans of the show, they're there, is that when you kind of first realise what life is like post Love Island? Um, I think because of the like travel situation, because there's not that many people in the airport, it wasn't so bad. I think I had like a couple of people um, come up to you in the airport. Um, I mean, we, they, we were given these Love Island masks, right? So if that didn't make it more obvious. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I did have a couple of people in the airport and then I, you know, had to quarantine for five days. So, um, you know, I, I completely forgot about it. I was at home. Obviously no one was bothering me because I lived by myself. And then, um yeah, it wasn't really until I got out into the public that, like, back in the UK, that it was a bit of a thing. Um, you know, a couple of people here and there, and then Brad and I went for lunch in Covent Garden, and it started to become, like, swarms of people. Because um, Brad is also from a small small town. He looked at me, and I looked at him, and he was like, can you do something? I was like, probably not, no. <laughs> like... <laughs> I can't imagine what that must be like the first time. Do you, do you get scared, or is it just kind of like, you just kind of like, this is going to be fine, and you know, breathe through it kind of thing. I don't know. 
do you know what um i actually i haven't been scared up until actually probably about an hour before this um for this conversation there was a group of girls that i'd walked past that were coming out of the train station um that partially followed me home and messaged Ooh. me on instagram saying um you know, we are, they were in a field near my house being like, where are you? We're looking for you because they wanted to get a photo. But I was like, you're too close to my house for comfort. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't been scared up until that point. So um, yeah, luckily they can't find me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's a bit weird. Yeah, and there's nothing, it does, yeah. And that's one of those things that kind of, yeah, must, what's the word? Like just kind of discombobulate you a bit. You know, that's, it just makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. And my younger brother looks quite similar to me as well. Um, and I think if you know who I am, like, because it's a small town, if you know who I am, yeah. you know everyone's sibling. So you'd know my brother. And I just worry about him walking around as well, just as much as me. So um, I was like, kind of just be careful if you're coming over to my house today. Because it's very um, exciting teenagers outside somewhere. How are you finding the troll now? I know you've recently spoke about you've been getting death threats online. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I found that, um, you know, as a woman with a lot of opinions and a lot to say for herself, you probably do attract a lot more trolling. Um, I think because of things that I've either said in, said in the villa, things I've spoken about since leaving, and, you know, per- certain characteristics about me probably attracted more more trolling. Um, I think, do you know what? Most of the death threats have actually come from children. People under the oh, age really? of sixteen. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the lot of the really oh. vile, horrible ones have come from ones that people that are really young. Um, and I think that's what I think the age of the people sending these messages probably concerns me more than the physical message itself. Um so I mean I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I'm very headstrong and I've got a very good support network. So dealing with trolling, dealing with that with death threats is you know very it's not easy, but it's a lot easier for me than for somebody without this, that same support. Um, yeah, I think for me, it was more concerning how old these people were that are sending them. Like at that age, I was probably playing football in a park during my summer holidays rather than sending abuse or death threats to somebody who's almost double their age. Um, yeah, it's a very confusing situation to be in. Yes. Um, I think it's just a strange thing, social media, because when people watch one of a reality show, I think some people find that the lines blur and they think they've almost can say whatever they want because like you who who would ever have been as a kid I wouldn't have ever thought of picking I mean social media didn't exist thank god but I would <laughs> never have dreamt of messaging an adult that kind of abuse like it no. to me it's just so bizarre and I give social media and there's so much more good than bad and I'm always keen to say because I feel like I do talk a lot about trolling but there is that element that to me it is quite a scary place that people just think that they can have have them kind of that them rights and them thoughts and, and tell you what mm-hmm. what they actually think to, to that degree. Like have an opinion, no one's gonna like everyone, that's fine, that's life. But physical death threats to me, it's just it's bizarre. it still blows my mind. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's it's very strange for me when people come up to me saying like, oh, I know you. Is it weird that I know you? And it's like, no, you know my name and the one hour clip that you've seen on that, that day. Um, you know, the people that know me are my closest friends and family. And when I've spoken out about trolling and like kind of spoken out in protection of other islanders, because at the moment their families and friends are the ones managing their social accounts and they don't need to see that either. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of messages being like, well, if you put yourself in the spotlight, you deserve it. 
if you've said something or something's been put in a certain way on on the show, you deserve it. And I was like, there's a difference between criticism and trolling. Um, you know, you can criticize somebody's opinion, uh, but when you start talking about their physical appearance and you start sending them violent messages, that's where the line is very much crossed. And by saying that you deserve it because you've put yourself in the public eye, you're making it acceptable and victim shaming essentially. So um, it's even weirder. The, the more that I talk out about trolling and the more that I call trolls out and try, like call out other trolls and protection of other islanders, the more trolling I get. Yeah. So just it's kind keep, of worked in. The, yeah, it just keeps yeah. on repeating itself. And you'd, you'd like to think that somebody kind of saying that be kind message and reminding people of things that have happened in his in history in regards to trolling. You'd think it would kind of wake people up a little bit more and make them realise, you know, this is a person seeing this. But actually, it, it makes it worse, and I don't understand why. But it's not going to deter me from calling people out, really. As a producer, I know that there's been a lot of talk in the past about um, providing support for Islanders once they've once they've left the show. Have you? How have you found it with with the series this year? Um, I found the support that I've got in terms of trolling to be excellent. Um, you know, I've made jokes to the welfare team; and they call me so much. It's almost too much, but um, <laughs> you know, no, they are really good in terms of checking up on you, not just even your mental health, but your physical health as well. I I said to, I think I made a comment to someone to this morning that my limbs hurt, but it was like, it's self-conflicted from being out on, in my heels all weekend, right? And they were like, oh, are you okay? Are you sure it's just you're tired? All of the stuff. So, you know, they are very, like, I've got very good support and that's why I feel like I'm strong enough to be able to deal with the trolling. And um, yeah, I think, you know, you don't want to pass it all to your friends because they might not be strong enough to deal with all of the trolling. So for me to have ITV to fall back on, um, that I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think, and that's the key as well. The fact you know you've got that around you, that support network, and that's giving you strength. That that's that's the best thing you can ask for because that just makes you feel like, as much as a strong person as anyone is, and having a thick skin, it's still important to have them people around you. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important to have open, frequent conversations because you don't want to leave it to the point where it builds up and it's kind of too late to deal with it in that sense. So, yeah, no, um, uh, I couldn't ask for anything more at this point, really. I wanted to ask you, babes, obviously, I, lo- I love the show, but obviously, and we can only see an hour a night, which really is edited out of a 24-hour day. What things do we not see behind the scenes at, when we sat on our sofa with our Maltesers watching for an hour? What are we not seeing? <laughs> um, I think that, you know, a lot of people think that it must get really boring because you only talk to, you only pull each other for a chat or, you know, you don't really have anything to do during the day. But, you know, the Islanders, this series of, we just make our own entertainment. Um, and I think it makes people's real personality shine through, like how fun people are. Um, like the kind of humour that you have. I, I think, you know, there's, I, I haven't seen all of the unseen bits, but, you know, a lot of things I'm missing from unseen bits, like us messing around in the pool, playing games, just like dicking around, basically. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it doesn't fit that necessarily the narrative of everyone's character, so it's probably why it doesn't really get shown. But, you know, I think it, when people say like, oh, well, you had an argument on screen together, we're actually our friends because that you've seen that like, 15 minutes happens in a day. If you live on top of each other in that small villa, yeah. almost 20 people for 24 hours a day, you are going to have tension at some point. But yeah, you, no, I think yeah, it's... Yeah, of course. 
yeah it's I think it's that stuff that I really wish people got to see more of like like I think it was a bit after the hen and stag challenge where the girls put in feathers and all the boys belongings like that was pretty much what villa life was like do you have any do you look back at your your time on the show and have any regrets or anything you've done dif- do differently if you had your chance to do it again um i don't have any regrets um i did say before that i went in i was like i don't want to not have i don't want to have any regrets so i'm just gonna do things as i normally would um, even if it means really putting myself out of my comfort zone um I, you know I say true to myself I said what I mean I've obviously sometimes things get taken out of context but you can't change that like that's not down to to me personally it's down to the way things were portrayed and edited but um no I, I personally wouldn't do anything to me some people have said that they think Jake's playing up to the cameras a little bit and whether he really loves liberty what's your thoughts on that babe um, I think, you know, a lot of Islanders from the series have come out in defence of Jake. Um, obviously, what you see on the camera is very different. From what I've seen of them together in person, very smitten with each other. I think they give each other very good energy. Um, like Jake, as soon as he walks into the villa, like I was stood next to Lib and I could feel a very different vibe from the both of them together. Um, and, you know, I've never really seen anything to, of concern that concerns me about his feelings for Lib. Um, obviously there were certain things like when we saw in Casa Amor, um, you know, maybe how he egged on the boys and things like that. I don't, I don't think he's faking feelings for Lib. I, maybe it might just, I think it's that situation, that intense environment where you're like, oh, you, you're aware of how long you've been with this person, but because you spend so much time with them, you're kind of further ahead in dating than you would be in the real world. So I think he's, I don't think he's playing up to cameras. I just think, I think he's really self-conscious about how he's dealing with it i do think he could have handled things better in a lot of different ways like when he was saying when Liv was like i know i'm not a supermodel i feel like that should have been his opportunity to be like no you're you're beautiful and that's all that matters whereas he kept saying you're my girlfriend like i think there was there is things that he could have done to handle things differently but uh, you know from what i've seen firsthand i don't think he's playing up to cameras and can you see them go in the distance I can. I think obviously it depends on what whether Lib comes out and watches episodes and what her her interpretation of what's happened is. But you know, I think when we look back at other seasons, other series of Love Island, a lot of, there are a lot of people that are like they're playing up the camera, their feelings aren't genuine, end up being the couples that last the longest. Mm. So you know, it's obviously what public perception is of the show versus what Islanders really see is very different. So you know, I think that they will last a good a good amount of time on the real world. Watch this space. Eh? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, Sharon, thanks so much for, for speaking to us this evening. Really appreciate it. And um, and best of luck with whatever comes next. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Cheers. babe. Take care. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. She seems like a very well-adjusted young woman, doesn't she? Doesn't she? Um, yeah. One Love Island to the next, shall we? I think we've got Jack White in. Yeah, let's Love get Love Island face. Yeah, isn't it? We feel the love on the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Hello, Jack. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. Guys, I must apologise, right? I am literally from play, like A to B, like a madman today. So I'm That's having to be right. in the back of a car getting this done. No, don't um, worry. That's totally fine. Where are you off to? You're exciting. Uh, I've got a video. There's a video shoot that I'm going to go shoot to. Um, I'm going to show my face in, so just going to go go there. You just got to yeah. turn up and be like this in front of the camera and then just, yeah, 10 minutes just, done. Just show up. 
show life, have a good time. It's such a hard life, guys. Honestly, it's so boring. It. I don't know how you deal with it every day. How's it uh, all going, yeah. Jack? Going smashing well, it, man. Like, smashing it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, it's going really well, man. I'm just um, obviously released foolish. So just doing all the rounds now, doing all the all the press and, and the radio and just pushing as much content out and just making sure this goes as smooth as possible. Um, but I've got a wicked team with me with Island Records and Web Industries. So it's, it's doing really well, man. We've come together well. And how's the reaction been? People are loving it. Yeah, man. Like, it's 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 been really good, positive. Obviously, you get some people like, why, why are you doing music? You know, you're a Love Islander. You shouldn't be doing music. But I'm like, bro, listen, end of the day, you can't make everyone happy. And what I've realised, Bobby, is that you can't impress everyone, right? So there's no point trying to. And I enjoy the music I'm doing. I enjoy the vibe that I bring to the, to the table. Uh, it's a summer vibe, all being locked up in COVID. So it's all about just having a good time, enjoying it. Um, and yeah, so far, so good. People should be able to, just because you've been on a reality show, I don't think that that should hinder people from taking other opportunities and doing other things. Um, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. And... and like this, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Like being on um, Love Island definitely opened up a lot of doors that necessarily would never have been opened for me if I was carrying on being a personal trainer in in Chigwell. But you know the doors have opened, and I'm not just going to stand there and look at the door being open. I'm going to roll through it, and I feel right now that's what I'm doing. But then again, saying that some doors closed when I went on to TV, so you know it's like swings and roundabouts. Can we see a potential collaboration with you and Wes? <laughs> Who knows? Do you know what? Who knows? If someone told me three years ago that I would have come off Love Island and, you know, I've been releasing music, I would be like, no way. So who knows? Who knows? What, how is it working with, uh, with Tom? Yeah, Tom's great. I mean, I've worked with Tom, um, funny enough, before I went on Love Island. I was actually one of these like, backing people. Um, in oh, one of music videos. Yeah, <laughs> I, met, I actually met him um, because... Simon, my manager, said, Jack, you know, you're going on to Love Island. I just want you to get used to being in front of camera and just being around the production. So went down to Tom's music video, met him. Um, and yeah, we've just been kind of boys ever since, like on and off screen. You know, it's quite natural. And that's why I feel like the music video for Foolish works so well, because the bond was natural. It wasn't as if we had to force that kind of chemistry. So I think it definitely comes across as well. You can tell that you're truly mates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had a good few nights out together, so probably can't talk about them, but yeah. <laughs> have you been kind of, you must have been enjoying some of the like loosening of restrictions and stuff, though, because it means you can get back out there and do your thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, everyone's been cooped up inside, and it's nice now that we can actually go out and enjoy the vibe of a club, and, you know, the festivals are starting to open up now. And what's cool is, you know, Love Island, the final is uh, on Monday, Mm -hmm. And I remember in 2019, I was asked to go and just, you know, be a Love Islander and, and do the Q&As. But I've just been booked to DJ there and now perform there, which is like really, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like something that I can actually physically say, you know, I've actually leveled up a little bit now to, yeah, to yeah. do that. Um, so I'm just, I'm just really excited about that as well, to be fair, because it's the first time I could actually perform and, and, you know, do what I've been planning to do for so long. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely enjoying the world opening up now. So you'll be going to Spain. Sorry? You'll be going to Spain then. No, I wish I wish I was going to Spain. Uh... I'm going to Brayden. I'm going to London. <laughs> <laughs> fine, I fine. Wish. No, I wish. I wish. I wish. I like... wish. But I meant to be hopefully going out to Ibiza soon, hopefully. So oh nice. Any predictions on who's gonna win this series of Love Island, Jack? 
Now, normally I would say whoever's got in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, right? Normally I would say that, right? But I don't think it's going to be um, Jake and Lindsay. Right. I don't think it is. Um, I, I I wouldn't mind to see... Um, oh, what's that? Is it Chloe and um, um, Toby? Oh yeah, Toby. yeah, yeah. I'd like them to win it, you know, because I think Toby's quite Toby's quite funny. I think he's my favourite boy in there, to be fair, because he said from the very beginning that he's a bit of a player and he hasn't disappointed. I mean, he's been with more, he's been with a lot of girls in there. I think it's just been funny how he said it and he stuck with it, and he and you can't hate him for it. Normally, you would hate the guy for um, you know copping out of all the other girls, but now he's he's done well. Is it weird watching the show as an ex-Islander when you sit and watch a series after you've been in it? Do you see the show very differently? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know obviously what happens. So I know what happens, not behind the scenes, but I know I know what happens when the cameras are on, but what we don't see. So um, it is a bit strange. Like sometimes I feel like they're in my kitchen. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're in my bedroom. Like, get out. But um, no, it, it is funny. It is funny. And, you know, like anyone who goes into Love Violin, whether or not it's for 10 minutes or you're there for four weeks, it's such a good experience. It's such a good experience. It's something that you will never, ever do again. And then is it like a weird thing because even if they're on a different series to you or whatever, you kind of end up bumping into each other at events and it's like it's like your mates or something because yeah. <laughs> you've gone through the same yeah. experience. Is it a bit like that? Yeah, it is a little bit like that. I bumped into um, Aaron actually not too long ago um, on, on a shoot. And um, yeah, you know, he, I, he knows me because he watched my series. I've just watched his series. You do have that kind of connection and you've both gone through something that not many people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always, you know, if they were someone who was, because one of the girls last year, I think it was 2019, bless her, she came up to me and she was asking a bit of advice. And I, and I was so for that because I know exactly what she was feeling. Yeah. She'd just come up with Villa. The whole world's like, well, especially the whole of the UK kind of know you. It's like a whirlwind. Um, and she was asking for some advice. And I, I gave it to her, bless her. I sat down, I was in the middle of a rave, sitting down with her. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was funny. It was funny. But yeah, you know, you, you're, you're kind of in that group. And you're trying to help people out. And what advice did you give her? <clears throat> I, I basically said, you know, yes, this is madness. And, you know, a lot of people know you. A lot of, lot of people want to know you. But just make sure that you have your foundation set, you know, whether or not that's families at home. And when you go home, you close the door and you're, you're you know, I'm Jack when I'm at home. Do you know what I mean? I, I, Jack, love Island Jack, you know, outside on the road and in events and parties, all the rest of it. But make sure that when you come home and, you know, you're around your friends, you're you. Don't try it. Don't, don't lose touch because it's very easy to be done. Sound advice, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a funny world you find yourself in once you've done Love Island, isn't it? But um, it's obviously all working out for you <laughs> pretty well. Um, what, 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 other, what other music stuff have you got coming up? Anything else that you can talk about? Well, I've been in the studio. I've, I've, um, I've made... The funny thing is, Foolish was done a couple months ago and it's so finally nice for you guys to hear it. Um, but I've, I've been working on material for, throughout the whole of COVID. So I've got, I've got, you know, bangers ready, waiting in the chamber to let go. <laughs> so um, I'm just excited for you guys to hear it. I've also been DJing as well. So, um, you know, I'm excited again to get out there and start DJing in front of a crowd. So, um, yeah, at the moment, music's just my main focus. No, well, you're smashing it, Jack. Well, on that note, could you please, uh, could you please introduce your song and uh, we will play it out at the end of the show. Wicked. Guys, Jack Fowler. Thank you for listening to Food Bar, the best radio station that is out there. My brand new single, Foolish. Let's get it. You won't go fooling me twice now, baby. I'm sorry, it's the way.
well i have to say it is a banger of a song so uh you know get your glow sticks out that makes you sound like a really old man and it's you know (laughs) jesus christ what is going on uh you know but yeah i mean it's so true like being able to go out like i went out on the weekend and i think it wasn't a club but it was a bar that people were dancing in and stuff it just feels really nice i think um and and yes it must be nice for jack to finally be able to go out and do all those things again in a long time coming babes yeah certainly has well what a a lovely show as ever Uh, nice nice to get some love islanders on and uh, and speak to your old pal sally yeah uh yeah all, all good um, what exciting things you got coming up this week, Bob? Anything? Well, it's my birthday this weekend. Saves. So, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you, Bo. Turning the big two one. Um, <laughs> um, no, not 23. But um, <laughs> no, I'm going to be catching up. I'm going to see family. I'm going to go out with my friends, have a few little drinks. going to maybe have a little dance. Lovely. Excited, yes. A little night out and then a little bit of family time. So, uh, no, really, um, really excited. You know, I, I kind of feel good. Turning 35. I, had a little, I was a little bit scared when I turned 30. Um, but you know what? These five years, I kind of, I feel like I'm, I'm owning it. I quite, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I feel, so I'm, I'm 35 at the moment and I feel like decent age to be things have kind of fallen into place i mean not obviously in covid but um but you know as a rule you know my life is actually all right um and some some things are going better than others but you know you got to embrace the the good with the bad haven't you and, and nothing wrong with being 35 better than the alternative box it means being dead so, so true <laughs> absolutely i'll take 35 <laughs> what about you You've got family, uh, haven't you, this yeah yeah i've got um i've got some family come to visit which would be really nice um, and I think after my pretty hectic last weekend, once they go, once they go, I'm just going to have a quiet one. They'll be going kind of late on Saturday, um, and then I'll yeah. So they're having a few days, just going to visit the museums and go some places. Um, my cousin's 19; she's never been to London properly before, oh, so it's going to be a it. yeah. I might take them out in Soho on Saturday, on Friday night, um, oh, see nice. how they deal. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, How exciting to show someone around London that's never really been like that. That's like, because I remember, I, I haven't been to a museum for so many years. But it's like even Tower of London, I went when I was a kid, but they're things I'd like to do now as an adult. You yeah, because I mean? you'd actually I'd, understand it more, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'd appreciate it more as an adult. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'd quite like to start doing some more museums and um, Tower of London, all these amazing things we have it. So to have an excuse that you're showing someone around, that's wicked. Exactly, yeah. And then hopefully then I'll show them what I'm really like when I'm in Soho on a Saturday night. When you're dropping, yeah, with a Jaeger in your hand. <laughs> with, my, with my 19-year-old cousin and my 52-year-old auntie. I mean, it's quite a quite a range um but yeah so it should um it, it should be really nice and then and then just have a have a bit of a quiet one but I've got my first event this week as well so that's gonna be really nice too so lots of lots of bits and bobs going on nice it's nice it's nice no it is it really is oh what a fab show babes always a pleasure to see you you too um and have a have a wonderful birthday hope you enjoy yourself thank you babes in, enjoy your weekend with the family and uh, okay. I'll catch you next week till next week goodbye bye guys stay safe